I was a kid, I, it's, it's, it's funny, I started out with, when I was like, probably like three, a giant Winnie the Pooh, mm-hmm. and then at some point it became an Eeyore that I got from that really uh, famous toy store in uh, Chicago, what's it called? The Chicago uh, toy was store. It, was it the same that's the, in New York, F.A.O. Toy- Schwartz? Yes, that is it, that is it. Uh, but I got a, a little Eeyore there, and I remember I was like, this place is legit, because they had like... Not only like little MLB action figures, but like Cincinnati Reds MLB action figures. Like I got a little like <laughs> Scott Sullivan toy. I'm like this. Well, this toy store is just obviously like the classiest in the world. Nice. They have Cincinnati Reds action figures here. Um, I was so stoked about that. That's awesome. See, see um, Tigger was always my favorite. Mm-hmm. See, I used to be a Piglet fan because I was a little scaredy cat when I was a boy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. John always identified most with Piglet. Well, I love Piglet. Me too. Has anyone seen that uh, Ewan McGregor? Hey, the no. great tie-in here. Yeah. That Ewan McGregor Winnie the Pooh movie. Yeah, no, I love I it. Uh, but I, yeah. have you seen it? No, no. I haven't. Uh, okay, I want to. It's it's very good. I want to say for people our age, especially sure. like, are we recording? We are. Oh, cool. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Then I want to say this because like, I feel like it's very important for people our age to watch it because we're we're getting into the years of like whenever our work might start consuming us. Yeah. And it's very much a reminder of like, oh, hey, like maybe actually take vacation and enjoy your life and right. don't ignore your, your loved ones. And See, it, that's what I was afraid of. I was afraid that it wouldn't translate as an adult. No, it, it does. Like me and my brother watched nice. it and it's very good. I feel like if you, even from the trailers, just look at the, the color palette of it. And it's like, this is a film for adults. No, <laughs> like, yeah. it's a very, like, drab British, like, color palette. And yeah. it's just like, this is not a thing that's like, like, kids can watch it, but this is not for kids. You know? No, I mean, uh, yeah. That, I I, that, well, that's what I, I haven't still, seen it. That's just yeah, what I got from it. It's hard for me because I think I usually do associate... The, the things from my childhood aren't going to be for me now. Sure. Necessarily. Yeah. But I'm glad, I'm glad that that is more of the, um, the tendency. Yeah. Now yeah. that it's like, okay, things that we grew up watching when we were young have pretty much like made that transition to be like, okay, we're, we're catering to the demographic that grew up with this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they are now almost 30. And I think yeah. more. More. I think yeah. our generation specifically really benefited from really smart marketing around franchises we loved as a child. Yeah. Like, for example, Toy Story 3, when that came mm-hmm. out, that was specifically yeah. for our generation. Exactly. And he's in high school. He's graduating high school. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, that was, yeah. 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 <laughs> the year we're graduating high school, when we were children. We died. They grew up. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like that's oh, even happening close. more and more, especially... Okay. You know, there's a lot of sh- there are a lot of sh- series that are like streaming now, that are kind of like they are the property we grew up with, but they're kind of like okay, but the people watching this are like in their like turning thirty now, yeah. so like we're gonna make it more like that, you know, more like these things we loved as kids that are now, and people are now adults, no, you I know. Mean, I was watching a a video from this YouTube channel. I like, they're called Wisecrack and they just do like a lot of philosophy sure. videos on like any kind of, they mostly like do sci-fi and like, you know, stuff like that. Like sure. st- stuff that's kind of popular to watch, but like totally. they were talking about how like SpongeBob's a really good like cartoon because like they had jokes in there that 
that adults could get and then children could also get. I feel like Toy Story 3 did that. Like, oh, it's very colorful and like bright. And so kids will enjoy watching it. But as an adult, obviously, you appreciate it more. Sure. Because it's like the aspect of like growing up with the series and having that payoff of like. Oh, totally. All that happening. Well, and another thing is Pixar is, that's what Pixar is so brilliant with, is mm-hmm. the fact that they, they kind of make movies that, like, I feel like with most of their films, you don't truly get it until you're an adult. Yeah. But they're also great at writing writing for kids. A lot of the kind of superficial stuff is for kids. Yeah. And fun stuff, like, for example, Soul, that uh, movie that was released on Disney+, Plus, which I love very much, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, it's funny. You know the the guy becomes a cat. Like, oh, that's cool. It's a guy in a in a, in a cat body, and that's it's funny it's humor. It's funny for a kid. And then adults are like dealing with existentialism. Like, oh, oh no. Like watching this. This is what I meant to do. Right. Like, and 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 it, oh, that movie. What does that mean? Yeah. Don't get me started on how brilliant that movie is because it's so. It's, de- it's way too close to home for. For everyone in this room. Oh, yeah. for sure. Well, but probably more you and I than John. <laughs> but like... John's very well adjusted. Yeah, <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> but it is, it, yeah, it is kind of like, wow, we're really... Disney should be paying us for this. This is this is a lot of, lot of they pro, own, pro Disney They talk. owe me royalties. They're basing this off my life. <laughs> <laughs> so our two listeners really petition for Disney to, uh, to give us our due. But no, really, like Soul... The fact that it's kind of like, yeah, the thing where you're supposed to have a thing you're passionate about, like, yeah, some people do, but also some people don't, and they just like being alive, and that's okay too. And it's like, <gasps> like it's such a such an adult message to that movie too yeah. that I really appreciate. But we're not here to talk about Soul. No, no, uh, no only another Disney but, property. Hold, hold on, hold another on, hold Disney on. property. I was gonna say in line with. Like properties, like kind of grown up with their audience. Mm-hmm. Like I, I personally don't watch a whole lot of like the animated or like the three eighty animated like Clone Wars from mm-hmm. like Star Wars. Sure, but a lot of either. what's happening right now in the Mandalorian, like oh, so it, it, it ties so much to all that extended yes. universe based on that. And and I think I don't know. I think that's really cool. Yeah, and no spoilers. Jackie and I are very late to the new season of Mandalorian. We just watched the first episode last night. Oh, but Favreau freaking knocks it out of the park. No, yeah. Like, Favreau is goddamn. Yeah. Favreau and Dave Filoni. They both do yes. amazing jobs. Yes, so. and I only speak of Favreau because that's the name I'm more familiar no, with. No, yeah, yeah. But, like, God, that guy is collecting checks, and he probably deserves all of them. Oh, like, yeah. it. He, he, it's just such that that's like one of the more impressive like careers, at least from an entrepreneur standpoint. That, he, like, he went from being the MMA fighter and friends to, yeah. to, to doing Marvel stuff. Yeah, and Swingers. Have you guys seen Swingers? Uh, I have it's not. a brilliant movie. That no, was his, yeah, that, but with Vince Vaughn, and that was kind of what, what got him to take off, which is like an indie movie about like dudes in their 20s, more or less. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very good. Um, really quick, something else I just kind of want to interject is the, uh, the fact that when we, Brandon and I were watching our first episode (laughs) of of Mandalorian (laughs) last night, and I asked the question, remind me again when this, like, when in the timeline this show takes place, and then John messages our Facebook group just like, (laughs) oh, Mando, it's like ten years after <laughs> Return, Return of, of the Jedi. No, it's because like you guys, <laughs> you guys have a really cool sound bar, and so like whenever, I, 
no, no, no. Whenever I'm going through like spaces, because I'm watching Batman the Animated Series, yeah. and I was like trying to find the next episode, because they're not in order on HBO Max. Oh, that's but, weird. Oh, that yeah, weird. so I have Why? to look it up. I don't know. Because they do them in order of whenever they were made rather than their official like release. So the, that's, a, that's a stupid way to yeah. Yeah, so, it. <laughs> so the chronology does not reflect the order in which the episodes were made. It doesn't really matter for some things. Sure. I, I want to say like... Oh, I miss things not mattering. Those no, were the days. No, well, cause <laughs> like, I really do. It's essentially like watching it like if you were a kid and it's like, you know, what's it called? Like whenever a TV show is already gone, but... Syndication? Yeah. So yeah. like you, you'd, you'd watch it like in, it's, in, it's in syndication. Sure. Because there's no really plot points that are like in order. Okay. Except for yeah. like part one and part two of things. But that's the thing. The first episode on HBO Max is the Catwoman one. And then like the it's part one. But the second part doesn't come out in, on HBO Max like until like four or five episodes later. And it's like, oh, why do I want to do that? But anyways. It probably does. And it probably doesn't matter most of the time. No. Yeah. But like some of the time it's, I will say, and of course we're talking about literally every property, but the one we're supposed to be talking about. It's okay. Right now. We're getting around uh, there. Batman mask of the phantasm is the yeah, best. That's Batman very movie. good. And I love the Christopher Nolan movies and people, it, the Christopher Nolan movies were so acclaimed that now we're kind of in the like internet backlash phase of that where it's like, actually the Christopher Nolan movies aren't even that good idiot. Mm. And it's like, no, they are. But like phantasm is like what I want in Batman, yeah, yeah. you know? It's no, yeah, yeah. Oh, anyways, to get back to my original point, when I was looking for episodes of Batman, I just hear the, like, I was like, oh, they're watching The Mandalorian. And that's when I messaged you guys. I was like, ah. And then I heard Jackie say, what does this take place? I was like, oh, it takes place during this. And I I think I I gave the same answer, but not nearly as specific as John's. John's like, it takes place approximately 10 years after the events of Return of the Jedi. And I was like, uh, it's between like uh, Return of the Jedi and the new ones. Well, you <laughs> that gotta, was that you was gotta, my answer. You gotta be really specific. <laughs> There's so much stuff that happens in between it. So I, no, I'm just kidding. No, I, I think it is ten years. I, I want to say that's what I've heard. So that sounds right. I really like that. There, it's so funny that the things that George Lucas got so barbecued for, like being way too into kind of the lore and like. The, the, like, trade routes and that kind of thing. I think it's so funny that they're kind of doing that with Mandalorian now. They're just like, well, as a consequence of the uh, Empire going bust, there are a lot of these rogue groups that kind of went and terrorized, you know. Like, for example, the first mm-hmm. episode of Mandalorian, this town was sort of initially terrorized by this, like, mining group that was kept under control uh, by the Empire. You remember that? Okay. But, so, so but, I, yeah, keep going. But they're doing like the same thing. It's maybe handled a little better and more delicately, I, I, but I think it's more when you're watching the Mandalorian, it's all aesthetic. Like there's so many shots of just like establishing the setting and oh, it's, yeah. it's more like implied, like, yeah, people will talk about it through dialogue, but like for the prequels, it's like, this is happening and it's the right. opening crawl. And it's like, Oh, I, and I understand <laughs> why they have to do that. They have to set up all these plot points. So it's like, well, why did they have to go to Naboo? Why did they? Why weren't they able to go to Coruscant right, right away? They had to go to Tatooine. Oh, by the way, they find Anakin Skywalker. Sure. So they have to set it up. Like, I don't know. I, I, I like to imagine a world where like the, the crawl starts with oh, like young Anakin Skywalker, and like he's a kid, and then the sure. Jedi happen upon him. Sure. But I don't know. That's just me. No, that that makes sense. Excellent transition into the one we're actually supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're wondering, uh, so this is the uh, Westerly Station podcast. I should probably say this like 
40 minutes in. Um, it's only 12. It's fine. Oh, it's only 12? Jeez. Just Wait, under. Time. 12? Oh, 12 minutes. I was like, it's two. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean it's 12? I'm, my time is off. Um, but uh, this is cool, right? Is the name of our podcast. That is. It took me a second to collect mm. that. Um, are you one, If you're wondering why uh, a band that plays music is talking about Star Wars. It's a, it's a valid, it's a valid point. Cause we're not, but we, we, we like Star Wars. We, want. we do what we want. We're not a we one like trick pony. <laughs> we're not a one trick pony. We like talking about Star Wars and, uh, uh giving completely unnecessary marketing attention to Disney properties to no one. That, so it's really uh, unconsequential. We're not getting paid to do this. We <laughs> just decided just... to do it. <laughs> It's fun. I like it's doing. fun. And here's the thing about Westerly Station. You can like our music. You cannot like our music. The, they, they, like our music. the jury's probably still out at this point because we don't have a lot of music out. But um, we all, we, we get along very well. And we yeah. enjoy talking about s- silly and fun things. And that's why we're talking about Star Wars movies here. It's going to be our next song, Silly and Fun Things. Silly and fun yeah, things. Fun thing. And right fun after, things. Right after we do, uh, what was the other thing? Ignored Ignore I- IRL. Uh, Ignore IRL. Yeah. Ignored IRL. So we're t- today we're talking about Star Wars, Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. And again, to anyone listening, this was supposed to be a live stream thing. It, we won't get into the details, but it's 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 gonna it's ending up a podcast. We will resume our live streams soon. Yeah, but I'll, I'll say that I think that this topic makes more sense for a podcast. It than It certainly does. Stream. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Because we're want... still we're still learning. We're still getting set in our ways. Eventually, yeah. we're gonna have a, like a rhythm that we're just like this is what we do every single week. Yeah. yeah. Setting it, it's just like anything in life. Setting the habit is the hardest part. It's mm-hmm. true. But once you get in the rhythm, you're you're gold. you're gold. And we're just trying to stay despite some setbacks, stay in the rhythm as much as possible. I just don't want people to at me live about my Star no, Wars opinions. No, you should have John live about his at, Star Wars yes. opinions. Well, the thing is when I get added, it will be way after this, so after this I comes think out. Yeah, it won't I, be I like care. tonight. No, yeah. I think that that's a uh, He's at Bro on Stead Base, Bro which is instead. the coolest, the coolest handle. It's maybe a very sciencey music device. name that only like one person got, I think. But it's okay. I, I yeah, I don't. Didn't I it. didn't get it. It's I, okay. But I've you know had to tag you enough that I, I, I bet you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, I always read it as Bronsted Bass, and I think oh, that it's like that you're like a fisherman or something. That makes oh, me cry a little. Bronsted Bass. No, I hate that. Is that like? <laughs> is that like? Never mind. I'm gonna. I know you guys aren't as big a James Bond fans as I, but like when How dare the you? gold paint is is the the woman is killed with gold paint. Is that being Bronsted? No, it's not. It's being gilded. Oh, I don't know. Gild is. We're getting into it's all. Gold, this right? is wonderful. Yeah, gilded is gold. So she's killed with gold. I'd say it's gilded. Gilded. Killed. Gilded. Gilded age. <laughs> our first. Our first single. Gilded age. Gilded no, age. Kidding. And then the first golden day, days gold is what days. it's called. Yes. That's what it was. It, it was all about Goldfinger the whole time. Everyone will go back and say this podcast was the gilded age of Westerly Station. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunate it would it's it only would. our second song we haven't put anything, <laughs> out, anything else out yet so we're talking episode one so i want to first get when the story of when everyone first saw this movie <laughs> and i will give mine first so i can Perfect. give you a minute to cook and not listen to me because that's just our dynamic kind of wonderful <laughs> <laughs> said my wife anyway um, wonderful said your friend <laughs> <laughs> so so anyway, the first time I saw this, so I remember the hype 
machine starting. And I was really young. I wasn't really, you know, I, what I mean, when the excitement would have started for this movie, we would have been what five or six. What's the release date? It's ninety nine. Uh, I think it's like summer of ninety nine. Oh, then I was like eight. Well, no, seven. I was seven. Oh, yeah. seven. I was, oh, my God. I was seven. Yeah. <laughs> I thought uh, I was May, older. It's, uh, May, May 16th, 99. I was in like first grade. Oh, or May man. 19th for, gen, for oh, general I'm so old now. Yeah. But I remember first seeing, so the first memory I have of this is a cousin of mine. We were like out to dinner or what, like a kind of a family dinner deal. And a cousin of mine has this. Some sort of nerdy magazine. I don't remember what it was. Oh, Nintendo but Power. <laughs> but it's Qui-Gon Jinn on the cover. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm i not sure which one it was. I don't again. know either, but I But it's Qui-Gon Jinn. I remember, it, you know, oh, I, they're making new Star Wars. I'm like, oh, is that Luke? It's like, <laughs> no, <laughs> idiot. This is another <laughs> guy that you have no idea or context for. Mm-hmm. And it was Qui-Gon Jinn. What was that? Never mind. I realize this is not necessarily appropriate podcast. Oh, well, which cousin was it? Oh, we get to, we'll talk about that later. It's Great. fine. Excellent. We're all we're all on good terms. Good. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just curious. So but I'm just... so I saw that and I was like, oh, it's not Luke. And he's like, no, this is like set before the Star Wars movies because mm-hmm. the initial Star Wars movies I saw in the George Lucas '90s remaster releases where he added all the me too yeah. CG stuff, and I was just like. Oh, this rules. And then there was a new one coming out. So I remember at my age, I was mortified. I had seen the trailer and and the TV spots and stuff. Mortified by the the giant fish monsters scene. Oh, there's always a bigger fish. There's always always a bigger fish. The Naboo Planet Core, as as we come as we (laughs) as we've come to know it now. And I was terrified by that. I've always had a weird, like, Titanic freaked me out when I was a kid. But I was also, like, enamored by it. It's weird. But, like, something about... Titanic is one of the best movies. Well, it's uh, wonderful, but... It's good. But it's, like, something about underwater and it being very dark and very scary freaked me out. And then these, like, terrifying... As Jar Jar Binks would call them, what goober fish? Goober fish. I don't. Oh, big goober fish! Yeah. Oh, the Jar Jar impressions are starting now. It's Uh-oh. getting really Huge good. Your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that freaked me out. But it, so I'm kind of like, oh, I don't know about this. I was like a little leery about it. And then eventually, it was a situation my my dad were taking my cousins and I to see it, and I think they had already seen it like twelve times, mm-hmm. but I hadn't seen it yet. And I was very freaked by the the the. the the fish situation, but I made it through, oh, yeah. and I really enjoyed it. Freaked by the fish situation. I was man; those were some scary looking. Those were big goober fish. They were big <laughs> goober fish. Um, but uh, that—that's my memory of it. And then at that point, I was—I was seeing all the others in theaters, yeah. you know. But we, <laughs> it's a very significant area of our like development mm-hmm. that those movies came out during, because the first one were children, and then the last one were like. About to go into high school, you know, yeah. still children, yeah, but right. yeah, like, yeah. but like, you know, teens. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, John, I'm going to pass it off to you. What's your oh. experience? Okay, so I honestly don't remember watching it the first time. I, I want to say it's because really? I've watched it so many times. Sure. And but what I remember around it was all the promotional marketing for like toys and stuff. I remember for some reason, the memory that sticks in my head is like going to a KFC and like for the kids meals, they had a lot of the toys and like my family hardly ever ate at KFC. 
But the one time we did, I got like a cool, I think Princess Amidala, like, figure i was like oh, i want i want more but yeah. we, we never we never went there again we never went to kfc no. again he still <laughs> i still i still since. haven't gone to kfc since no because he was so upset about not getting the other toys and obviously they don't sell them anymore oh but. no they don't no, just don't. quick interjection those promotions were ridiculous yeah. even by today's standards and there wasn't social media back then but I remember, I don't remember if it was Coke or Pepsi, but one of them had like a different character on every can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember that? Like there was I Queen Amidala, that. there was Qui-Gon, there was Obi-Wan. Yeah. It was just so funny to think about 90s marketing. No, yeah. <laughs> and so, no, because the thing is, I think the thing I remember most of episode one, like during my childhood is just like the association associations I had like with one of my friends. Because mm. me and him were like really good friends. And... Like, I would go over to his house, like, almost once a week over the weekend. And, like, his parents, like, would buy him Star Wars toys, Star Wars video games. And so we'd spend, like, weekends just, like, enacting our own scenes of, like, episode one. Whether it's, like, pod racing or, like, pretending to be, like, uh, I don't know, fighting, like, battle droids. Because he had some, he had really cool toy blasters that made the sounds from, like, the movie. And we do a lot of that. And even in like, I want to say, cause we went to the same elementary school, it was first grade and like, we'd be on the swing sets and we, we'd pretend we were pod racing by whoever went the highest. Yeah. It was fun. No, but I, I, I want to say one funny thing I remember, I think my brother convinced me that they actually did make the prequels before the original trilogy, but they re- released the original trilogy first. And since technology had come so far, <laughs> They were able to make the original, like the first, the prequels look so good. And for a while, I believe that they actually, <laughs> they actually made them before the original trilogy. But Good job, Tony. Yeah, good job, Tony. <laughs> I, I don't know if it was him or I just believed it because whenever I saw A New Hope, it was labeled episode four. I was like, what? That doesn't make sense. But anyways, yeah, uh, that was my experience. How about you, Jackie? Um, okay, so... It took a long time for me personally to get into Star Wars, even though, so my parents really liked it. And so I had seen all of them way before all of that. Um, so I don't remember necessarily seeing it like right when that movie came out. Um, I'm sure that I did. But it just didn't like it didn't totally like resonate with me sure. at that time when it first came out. Um, it wasn't until Hayden Christensen got hot. Yes, it, was, it, was, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't oh. until episode three. You guys really are husband and wife. You know each other so well. And yeah. Then I was yep. just like, "Ooh, Hayden Christensen!" And yeah. then I got like super into like all Star Wars. <laughs> I came into more of appreciation of like the entire saga sure. as a whole. Sure. And, uh, yeah. And you also got to be on the ground floor for the Hayden Christensen blossoming career. Oh. <laughs> like, look. Hey, I like Hayden okay, Christensen. Again, again. Jo- we were, John, we were John, very John's, young. Are, his feelings are No, no, no. They're not hurt because I feel bad for the guy. Cause, no. Because well, he's I, Canadian. He has, I mean, he has I a lot of money. money. I don't know yeah. how bad. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> still, what, what kind of life would you live if you had money and everyone hated what you did? You know? It's like... He did other movies. He was in a great Sam, like, uh, jumper. (laughs) I don't know if that's Sam. uh, Yeah. I think that that is one. He was in one like five years ago with my personal icon in here, Nicholas cage, 
where they played Medieval Knights. Oh, that's cool. And um, he got to work with the Cage. That's a pretty, that's high praise. Cage. Yeah. That, and it's funny that I say high praise because that's literally part of Andy Samberg's like Nick Cage impression is that's high praise. <laughs> but it is like, yeah. and he got to work with the Cage, and I think he's doing well. Rumors are he's gonna be in another no, Star I, Wars. No, he is. Thing. He's yeah. gonna in be in the Obi Wan. Yeah, he's gonna be in the Obi Wan series. I think, I, yeah. You know, and that's cool. So I think I mean, that's cool. Come on, that's why we wrong. shouldn't be too, you know, feel that's, too bad. For exactly. Him. That's why I'm like, say, hey, I don't. I don't think anyone deserves probably the ho- horrible garbage he got thrown at yeah. him for being in Star Wars. Him, movies. Jake Lloyd. Jake Lloyd, I feel especially yeah. bad for because that was a child. Yeah, he was, he was a little baby child. He was, yeah, he was like, Turbo Man. He was Turbo Man. Obsessed. He was Turbo Man. That's Aww. John's favorite role. Of his. Oh, it's my favorite Christmas movie. Jingle all the way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and th- and that stinks. Like none of that is worth. None of it was worth yeah. it. Like, don't don't be mean to these young actors. Don't, Sometimes child actors. Just in general, don't be mean. Just don't be mean. Just don't do it. it yeah. Have you tried acting? It's hard. <laughs> it is hard. My brother put me in so many home movies whenever we were children. <laughs> I can tell you, acting is hard. No, John, do this. <laughs> oh, okay. No, it is hard. Also, you know, you so much goes into acting that... At the end of the day, it's you and your name is on it and you're on the screen. But there's so much more than that. There's how you're directed. Oh, yeah. There's how you're kind of coached off screen. Mm -hmm. All of that makes just as big a difference as what you do. People, I think, tend to think like actors just kind of completely decide their fate on screen. And that's not the case. Sometimes it is. But like... There's so much more that goes into that than just an individual yeah, performance. But if you're not like a movie buff, like you don't look much into it. You're just like, oh, they did this. Yeah. Right. And unless you're really into movies, you, you understand that. So Right, right. Yeah. Or if you're like a really high like a high profile actor. Oh, like, they, oh yeah. Or you know, that's just like, oh well, I'm gonna do this. I'm mm-hmm. doing this with this performance. Yeah. And they were they were far too young to really probably be invested in that kind of thing. But but yeah, I mean I I, I don't think it... I love these movies and... I love them too. Their performances, whether you want to heavily criticize them or not, kind of make the movies what they are. In some ways, it's like the, the prequels are kind of like weirdly... Weirdly flawed, but also lovable. If that makes sense. They also had a direction. Like, it was the direction of... Anakin Skywalker becoming Darth Vader and basically Palpatine's plot to take over the galaxy. Sure. All through this little boy. Sure, sure. Which is like a common criticism of the like recent Star Wars movies is that they were directionless. I'm kind of a fan of directionlessness, weirdly. I kind of like when different people get to do their spin on something and people aren't like up at 4 a.m. connecting the dots and they just enjoy a piece of content for what it is, which is why I'm like a fan of the Star Wars prequels and I'm pretty big fan of the recent ones too. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, it's Star Wars. Like, are we expecting uh, Citizen Kane here? Oh, like, yeah. I, it's fun. It's fun at the movies. It is fun. Though I will say, well, never mind. I, we should probably just avoid all Last Jedi takes on this podcast to, oh. to avoid being... Uh, Canceled? Being what? run out of town. I that's love Last specific. Jedi. I, I know, I but that's the, that's the thing. Lots of people don't, Yeah, right? yeah. It's a very divisive oh. movie. So okay, I, guess I feel like the people who listen to this, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. I, I don't think the hard hardcore Star Wars fans are... I mean, it would take a very hardcore Star Wars fan to listen to... 
a West, <laughs> a, a small independent bands podcast yeah. talking about a Star Wars. Episode. I don't know. Is, is your mom a hardcore Star Wars fan? <laughs> I mean, yes, but she also has very firm opinions that, like, uh, the prequels are, like, hot garbage. Oh, is she going to cancel us? No, but but she was just like, why are you talking? Like, that movie is terrible. Why are you going to talk about that? It's not terrible. And that's what I said. Just wait for the podcast, because there are opinions. (laughs) No, there are opinions. And, again, we're not doing a, we're not film critics. We're not doing, like, a, like, breakdown of how effective the film is. But I just know I still love it, and I'm I, I am a pretty big film fan. And there's nothing though that there's still nothing that matches like the magic of Star Wars to me. There's worse know. movies. <laughs> there are worse movies, yeah, for sure. Well, and also like between like the set pieces of Episode One, in my opinion, almost like put it above any of the prequels. And I think later prequels are probably made better. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Especially like Revenge of the Sith is probably the most competently well made prequel film, but like the pod race in Episode One rules. Oh, I love that. And scene. then when it becomes like a John Williams music video for Duel of the Fates, that yes. that when it picks up when Duel of the Fates starts and Darth Maul walks out of that elevator, it's just like oh we're cooking with gas. So now. whenever I'd watch it at home, like it would just be me and my brother. But then like it gets to that scene. And my dad would run in and he's like, oh, I want to see it. Yeah. Because, like, my dad loves the part where the Jedi's like, we'll handle this. He's like, ah. I'm yeah, like, okay. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so cool. It's so cool. I love it. And, like, yeah, that entire lightsaber sequence, I people have different varying opinions all over the internet on everything, but I love the lightsaber fights. They're extremely acrobatic and over yeah. the top, and I love them. They are over the top, to say yes. the least. But they're so cool. Yeah. Like, they're just, like... Yeah. I mean, I would still, one of my, my favorite part, like, look, yes, there was a big part of it. It was just like, Ooh, Hayden Christensen. But like that in, uh, lady. no, fuck. Lady. See, now it's so, it's so cringy. Stop now. looking at me like that. And again, you're making me uncomfortable. Of course, my lady. <laughs> oh, yeah, we can, we don't want to get too far into the early ones. No, we we're going to, yeah. we're going to talk about those eventually too. Oh, I have a lot but to say Revenge about. of the Sith, yeah. like the, the big fight between Anakin and, mm-hmm. and, so uh, Obi-Wan is you guys, like you're gonna be amazing. At, you guys are going to be mad at me. I feel like it could be like cut in half though. There's a lot of parts where they're just like, okay. And, uh, no, well, I'm, it's, getting, it's, I'm getting too into it, no, it's okay. but it's like set piece parts where they're like both floating on things on lava, like uh, yeah. fighting. It's True. just like. The like beginning and end of that fight are like two of the coolest like parts of any Star yeah. Wars movie. I, I think because with any like Star Wars movies, uh, uh, sorry, hold on. So because <laughs> I, I realized when it, this when I was a kid, like Return of the Jedi has like the three battles going on near the end. It has Luke Skywalker fighting Darth Vader, and then it has the Ewoks and the Rebels fighting on mm. Endor, and then it has a dog right. fight, and like they're just all like interspersed with each other, and like for. Revenge of the Sith, that's kind of happening. They're just sure. going through the fight so that th- these little scenes of Yoda fighting the Emperor or them finding these things out kind of can right. happen. And that, and, that, and that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, that added nothing to this conversation. No, it added, everything. it added everything, John. It added everything. It's okay. Uh, it's okay. But anyway, let's. you want to dive dive more into yes. this I mean, movie yeah, in particular? Yeah, sure, we can. We're, so, we're officially 30 minutes in. So. Wow, that's that's cool. Good for us. Yeah. Um, so I guess we could kind of, I don't know if we should go in order at this point. Um, 
But uh, let's just talk about favorite parts yeah. of episode one. So I, I've mentioned the pod race. It rules. It's my favorite part. It rules. I, Greg Proops from Whose Line Is It Anyway voicing the two-headed broadcaster. Oh, yes. young Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. Young Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, exactly. Around the canyon, dune time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also love the two that the the play by play and the color commentator are a two headed alien. We gotta it's speak just, in hoodies for everybody else. It's just a clever like someone. I don't know if it was Georgie or not, but someone working on that was just like you know it'd be kind of funny. This We're is, in space, right? You know how sports have a have a play by play guy and a and a color commentator guy. What if they were a two headed alien? <laughs> and I, I really like that idea. It's really fun. It's super cool. Um, and Sebulba, he's, you know, he's kind of gross. He walks with his hands and like, I don't know how, you know, what his deal is exactly. He seems very corrupt. Seems like a, a gangster. Yeah. But, well, um, I, I mean, he has, what should we call it? He has little flamers on the right. side of his thing. You right. don't know that unless you, well, it's Anakin says it, but you don't see it happen unless you watch the extended version. <laughs> 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 yeah, Jackie's Sa- like, oh. Sa- I just like the way he says his name. He's really cool. I like when he attacks Jar Jar because I like when anything attacks Jar Jar. Oh my God. Um, that, that's pretty good. And then uh, Anakin saves him. But so the pod race is cool. And Duel of the Fates is maybe like top two or three Star Wars moments for me ever. Mm-hmm. Just that movie when, like you said, it's these climactic final Star Wars scenes when everything is happening. The Really, the only interesting thing is the lightsaber fight, honestly. You've got, like, Padme and that that group kind of running around, blasting people, trying to get to the uh, the Viceroy. Mm-hmm. But then, and then you've got the Gungan fight, which that's just a, a slapstick comedy show. But And then, and then you got the dog fight, and it's like, this is pod racing. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. I forgot uh, about yeah. that. Really quick, I want to say that that... That's my favorite part. Now this is pod yeah. racing. Now this, this is, is pod racing. racing. <laughs> it's like, no, it's flying in a ship, but I guess it's kind of what pod racing is. Also, the I stakes mean, are, are much higher. A little higher. Uh, yeah, the whole thing where he just kind of like is in the cockpit and then just ends up like saving the day is, is pretty funny. But yeah. he is the chosen one, yeah. so I mean, I mean, he's an excellent fighter. Ooh, and a good the friend. other the other part, the like immaculate conception. Uh, like what? Weird. Yeah, it's 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 different. But it's, it's fine. He's conceived by by the, the force, force and sure. possibly Palpatine to. Well, that's like a conspiracy. Yeah, theory, that's a conspiracy. Though, right? I think I don't know. I feel <laughs> I talk to my friend about it all the time. Like, is this canon? <laughs> all I don't the know. time. He just did before this podcast. No, yeah. I'm just... like Jake, just so I'm not <laughs> stupid and say things. No, no. What I was gonna say, one of my favorite parts of the movie, which is maybe a little bit more subtle, mm-hmm. is just like how Qui-Gon obviously isn't in good favor with the Jedi council. Right. Like he's very much like, I'm just going to kind of do my own thing. Yeah. And then it kind of culminates in him bringing on essentially Darth Vader. But then like whenever he's dying, he makes Obi-Wan promise to train Anakin. Yeah. And then there's a little cool scene where like Obi-Wan's talking to Yoda. He's like, I promised, you know, Qui-Gon don't do this. And then he's like, I sense like, Qui-Gon's defiance in you that you do not need. And it's like, yeah. I don't know. I, I love the little infighting between the Jedi because it just kind of shows how the Jedi are like, oh, like they're put on really high stilts, but there's still a lot of 
Well, it's really funny that Qui-Gon, who's super defiant, his main critique of Obi-Wan is that he's defiant. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like, it's like he's headstrong. It's like, yeah, let's, yeah look at, what are you doing well, right now? He said he's ready for the trials. So well, he's which, like, oh, that he part's is funny, me. too. It's like earlier in the movie, I think it's like, you have much to learn, Padawan. And then yeah. they're just like, uh, fuck, yeah, I mean, we're we're not going to take this kid on. He's like, ah, Obi-Wan's ready, whatever. Like, yeah. it, he's ready for the trials. I mean, he did beat Darth Maul, so he was essentially ready. I mean, he was, but come on, Darth Maul was getting a little creative with the sparks. I mean, Darth Maul. Let's uh, Darth Maul kind of phoned it in a little bit there at the end. Yeah, you know he he forced oh, throws yeah, oh, him. That's right. And then he's just kind of like chipped. Right. Like you could force throw him down from where he, he is. He got too cocky. He, he's play, he was playing with his food. Also, I just and this. Again, we're talking about Star Wars, so nothing hasn't been said a billion <laughs> times on the internet. Obi-Wan had a really long time to flip over him and then stab him with zero reaction whatsoever from Darth Maul. It was a, t- it was a tough, tough moment for Darth Maul there. Yeah. He just watches him flip over him. Could cut him in half at any time. Watches him. Watches him stab him or slice him, and then he... Yeah. Falls into the, 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 the plumbing area cut in two. Uh, like, he survives somehow. He does. So. Which there's a whole so. lot of weird canon about that. That yeah. he like ate garbage for... Spider <laughs> legs and he gets actual like, robot legs. Canon, they went really nuts with that. With the oh, Darth Maul keeping cool. him alive stuff. He's a cool villain. That's why. That's why it kind of sucks. He just got he wasted is. in the first one. It's, right. It's like whenever a Marvel movie has a really cool villain... And they're just like, oh, we're going to kill off the villain at the end just yeah. for it to make sense. It's like, right. no, don't do that. Right. But, um, Jackie, do you have any favorite moments? I already said. I said, uh, now this is pod oh, racing. Oh, yeah, this, that's right. Yeah, that's, now this is pod racing. Um, that is a cool moment. If I ever, yeah. Also, the, uh, the twist. Oh, Padme is actually the queen. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I was, She's undercover. It, it, fooled, as, it fooled me. It fooled me too. I was a child, but it did fool me. I, I do remember being fooled. I was like, oh. Oh, wow. Yeah. Kira Knightley, who I can barely, rec- barely recognize, oh. isn't uh, the actual queen on the dice. Also, a, yeah. You know, I mean, to this fake. day, I'm just like, no way is that Kira Knightley. Uh, <laughs> like, look, I get... I get that it's Natalie Portman, but like I have a hard I'm just time like, telling. Is that which, really? Because I know some of the time Portman's in the makeup pretending, yeah, you know that she's not her. But I, I still can't tell. I'm always just no. Like, which, which? Because yeah. I, I think the the vo- the voice is dubbed, right? Either it's that, one person doing the same. I, I voice think so. Yeah. yeah. So if it is Portman, it's it's Knightley's voice. Yeah. I think. I I'm like not how, sure. Like how she loses that accent as the movies go on. She's like, oh, Viceroy, this isn't the best thing to do. And then at the end, she's like, so this is how democracy fails. Yeah. Supplies. How <laughs> democracy dies. That Senate's pretty cool. That Senate's really pretty big cool. Senate. They don't fly around. They, on... they show ET. They show what? Do they? Yeah, there's little ETs in the in the background whenever they're voting out Chancellor Valorum. That's hilarious. There's like little ETs. Was Karen? that canon? Is it like? Uh, yeah. That they weren't as worried about canon. They, yeah, they weren't. I don't know. I realized, <laughs> was, but I'm just saying. Like, was it literally? Because I mean, they're both aliens. <laughs> George Lucas is really good friends with Steven Spielberg. Spielberg. Yeah, so. Spielberg. it is more of like a hey, Spielberg. we're good friends. And then, and well, then because ET recognizes a little kid who's dressed as Yoda in the movie ET. Yeah. So everyone's pretty like, cool. oh, it has That's to be canon. Cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. And Terrence Stamp is in it for like five seconds as Chancellor Valorum. He's really cool. Yeah, he's a good actor. Yeah. 
But um, episode two, yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Did we get your favorite moment? It's pod pod racing. The, right? the pod racing is my favorite, and the little. I just love Quiet God Jin so much. I feel like, I don't know, out of like more live action performance, I wish I saw was more of Liam Neeson as Qui Gon and more of sure Parker. What's his name? I used to know his name. The guy who played Darth Maul. Right. Yeah, yeah, I don't know his name. He was the guy who played Toad in the first X Men movie. That makes a lot of sense. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah. That makes a whole lot of sense. But oh, sorry. And of course the music I think the music is my favorite part. Yeah, uh, Duel of the Fates is like probably the best I think, John Williams piece. I think the prequels was John Williams' like peak for it, Star Wars like soundtracks. I would agree. It's like it kind of took the like Han and Leia theme. And like double down. It's way more kind of, it's all theatrical. It's Star Wars, but it's a little more like theatrical, melodic, like very much, they were very much in like the love story gear, mm-hmm. even from the first one, which like how effective Ew. the love story thing is. I care for you They knew too. what they were doing when they shot the child. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'm different, a- d- different time. She's like, I'm going to take this slave child and make him mine. Oh, oh yeah. It's weird, huh? Yeah. Pretty, it is pretty weird. Um, and it's well, very, that's not her. That wasn't in her intention. Was that's that just, not a direct quote from the movie, John? No, it was not. <laughs> oh, okay. It just so happened to be that. <laughs> if someone saved you from slavery, I, I think I'd fall in love with them, too. I don't know. Yeah, don't well, know. he asked if she was an angel. He was that, pretty into it. Are you an angel? That's are what, you an angel? That's a good pickup line. Are you an angel? No, get away no. from me. <laughs> Quite the opposite. Um, how how long mm. is it between episode one and episode two? Ten years. Is it? Because he's like nine or ten. Eight, nine, or ten. So ten years, he's supposed to be like 18, 20. Actually, he's ten. And then eight years pass. And then. Okay. Okay, eight years. Okay. Makes sense. Mm. She barely recognized me, recognized me Jar Jar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, poor, poor Jar Jar uh, just getting forced out of the movies from after that. Yeah, <laughs> no lines for you. I mean, you he's, he's given like there, a no crucial lines. Senate position and is kind of responsible for the downfall. The downfall of the entire Republic. I mean, if you, I don't understand how Jar Jar just keeps catching good breaks throughout for, throughout these movies, and I don't. Yeah, understand he becomes it. a representative. Yeah, but he's like f's everything up. Yeah. From the get-go. <laughs> it's true. I like Jar Jar. Jar Jar should be like a very well-treated like assistant to the senator. But the fact that he's but given not, actual not power. Like a, yeah. Yeah. I don't, not I don't given, know about that. Jar yeah, Jar. not given power. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, they're communicators. They could have been able to communicate with Padme. Yeah. I don't know. We're, now we're, we're looking at plot holes now. We are, we are. Oh, and and there are plenty of them, but it's a movie. They're you know, yeah, it's, it's bound to be. That's that's how it goes. I really like the scene. Actually, Qui Gon's first fight with Darth Maul. Yeah, because you get an. It's cool because it's on Tatooine and with the sandstorm and everything. But it's cool that he only only uses one blade because he's only fighting one I'm foe. Oh. You know, he kind of abandons that when that's he fights Obi Wan. That's a good setup. Yeah, he doesn't abandon it. He loses it. Right, but he's like, it's not like he's oh, like, oh, one foe, I'm down yeah, to one oh, blade now. You well, know? of course not. Now that he's got it, he's like, well, I'm not going to put it away. So so do we think he only had a one blade lightsaber? No. Or that he only activated one side? He only, act, he only activated one, activated one side. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. So I love that scene because it just shows 
Qui-Gon and Anakin running to the ship to yeah. escape Tatooine. And then Qui-Gon sees Darth Maul coming. He has to tell Anakin to drop. If he hadn't done that, like Darth Maul was in, intent on running over a child running away from yeah, him. Yeah, It's just like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, pretty intense. I, I had a really cool, sorry. Another no. thing I remember from my childhood on episode one is that I had like a very long poster of like different scenes from episode one. But the thing is, the way my room worked, it went from the corner all the way over until it hit the window. And so my dad had to cut out a part and he had to cut out Darth Maul. And it was really sad. But like he was he was in my dad's office because I was really jealous. So I was like, you get Darth Maul in your office and I get everything else but Darth Maul. <laughs> but I also had a Jar Jar poster. And then I also had like the like the movie poster where it shows Anakin, but in the shadow it looks like Darth Vader's like silhouette. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a re- that was a really good poster. Uh, I will say, like a child bowl cut, like uh, if reflected by the sun the right way, kind of looks like Darth, Darth Vader. Vader. Yeah. <laughs> I also with that Jar Jar poster, I had a family member stay over, and usually my room would be used as a guest room, and I just sleep on the couch or whatever. I didn't care. Yeah. But they told me they're like I couldn't sleep. That that stupid character kept looking at me in the middle of the night, and I could not sleep. And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. He's yes. like, I have no idea what it is. Yeah. Anyways. Oh, man. That is horrifying. Yeah. So I guess we'll kind of keep chatting about these movies a little bit here and there. Yeah. It's I'm, I'm kind of thinking like every other, and I'm That's guessing we'll probably thinking, yeah. we'll probably do the Star Wars series, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I imagine. Talk about all of them. Like, look, we, we, the intent is for us to do a lot of podcasts, so every now and then we're just going to need filler stuff. Fillers. For sure. And fun and stuff. Yeah. It's not, we can't call it filler on air. You're, okay, fine. I'll edit that out. <laughs> no, we, we can. It's we fine. Can just keep just it kidding. in. That's fine. We can, yeah, keep it in. we can keep it in. What time are we at? 45 minutes. It seems pretty good. That yeah. was about what we hit last time, right? I think so. Yeah. Well, um, the advertisers will... You know, fill it out as we go on. And... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah. Do we want to update people on what we're doing? So we are, uh, we're in the process of uh, mixing the record and yeah. sending in our feedback. Uh, it sounds really fucking rad. It does. I love it. We're, we're really, really we're really excited to get this stuff out properly. But, you know, there's lots of stuff that has to happen. Um, before that can happen mm-hmm. for sure I'm just excited to actually put like almost an album's worth of stuff like, yeah. I, I never thought I'd do that in my life and then it's like oh cool I'm actually doing that you're doing it yeah. and it's mm-hmm. the first of, of many because we've got some oh. lofty goals in terms of putting out music yeah year. we do that's right in um, fact uh, talk about homespun yeah and we might maybe the next pod will be on this a little bit yeah but, that sounds great but, but we can give a little yeah so we're starting this homespun project which is essentially where we with what because we we fortunately have some like recording software and stuff and some some equipment within our own home some doll that we are oh sorry we are uh, obviously all housemates right now so we're in the same place but we're starting this homespun project that will be exclusive to our email list that is going to where we're going to record new demos of general either new songs or reworked older songs that are like it's a different version we're not using any more than what we have at home the instruments around uh, the guitars we have the equipment we have and we're recording a demo each month and that will be a free download of that will be issued to our email list as well as a mini little documentary of the making of the song when we record it we'll just put a couple cameras up and edit it together and 
it should be cool. I'm really looking forward to it because so much of the time we write like in kind of an, with an album mentality. And it's like, this is a way to just keep the writing going. Mm -hmm. And when we put something out, it doesn't mean it's the final perfect version. Oftentimes we'll be re-workshopping these songs when we release the demo. In in fact, sort of the idea is that probably most of these might not actually make it onto a full album. Some of them might. In fact, we'll, uh, we'll be asking our, uh, like our mailing list to kind yeah. of vote on which songs they would like to hear on the next I'm gonna record. Have, I'm going to have multiple accounts so I can vote for the one I want. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, Thank you to the four people that voted and the 16 John bot accounts. <laughs> it's the first time I ever use a bot account is just so I can get the song I want. <laughs> yeah, <record>. exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's kind of, that's kind of the point. We just kind of want to make some, exclusive exclusive content for the people that actually uh follow us yeah and we're and we just have a lot of fun doing all this stuff and it's you know this isn't a thing where we're we hope we're not uh trying to do too much but at the same time we just have fun working together so we just figure yeah let's just keep 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 releasing stuff keep on keeping on god i hate you guys oh you do (laughs) Well, it was a terrible time to hear that. I I just made a shirt that said "Friends Forever" and it had all of our pictures on it. Oh gosh! But anyway, I think that pretty much does it for the week. Yeah, I can't think. And uh, we're not exactly sure what we'll. So basically, if anyone cares, and if you don't, it's fine. But we're going to be trying to do these podcasts once every two weeks, and then. While we missed our last one, we're going to tr- be trying to do live streams every two weeks. Yes. Uh, kind of alternating so that you get a good bit of content. You get to hear our voice only, and then you get to hear our face and voice. Hear our face and voice. Now let's see our face and voice. Hear, hear, hear our face. Hear my face. The next my face. record coming out from Westerly Station. Hear my face. Ignore IRL. <laughs> we're coming up with great stuff here, guys. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, may the force be with you. Um, we'll probably be talking about something in the next podcast, but then we'll get right back to Star Wars after that. So always two there are, no more, no less. Which is kind of not true. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, it held true. He set up a lot of rules that just didn't. I don't know. Well, obviously, the Jedi were very misinformed. They were. So, well, that's part of it. We'll get into that in the uh, next episode. <laughs> the Jedi were very, very naive. Yeah. Anyway. Good times, guys. Good times. All right. We'll see you next time. See you next time. I love you. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) I love you. I love you. That was fun.